You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful city of Orlando, Florida. Excited to dive into today's episode. This is episode 68, and I've got an interview with a guy by the name of David Schrock. I actually stumbled across a blog post that he wrote a few weeks back. Uh, The blog post was, Theology is not just for theologians. Obviously, when you hear a blog post title like that, you know That guy is passionate about some of the similar things that I'm passionate about. Uh, David Schrock has got a PhD from Southern Seminary. Uh, Southern Seminary is out of Louisville, Kentucky. I'm a big fan of that school. I follow a lot of the professors uh, that that work there on their Twitter accounts and their blog posts. And David is a regular contributor to the Southern Seminary blog, which is where I found his article. David Schrock is the pastor for preaching at Occoquan Bible Church which is right outside of uh, the Washington, D.C. area, and he is uh, passionate about teaching theology, and he's excited uh, to be on the show. So without further ado, my interview with David Schrock. David Schrock, thank you for being with us. How are you feeling today, man? Doing well, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. I'm I'm really really excited. So uh so I mentioned a moment ago you wrote this blog, you know, for uh, the Southern Seminary blog. I follow quite regularly and and you just talked about the- theology is not just for theologians. So I want to give you the time kind of unpack that. You tell me in your mind uh you know, what is theology? Why does it matter? And when you say theology is not just for the theologian, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's helpful to begin by just defining what we mean by theology. And just, I mean, really simply, I mean, theology is what we think about God. You break down the word, I mean, deos is God, and logos, study of, or, you know, word in, in Greek. And to put that together, and that's what theology is. It's, it's what we think or what we know to be true about God. Um, you know, we're made in the image of God. And so all of us, in that sense, have thoughts about God. It's impossible not to think about him. Uh, we can either think about him rightly or we can think about him wrongly. Mm. And so for those who are believers in Jesus Christ, I mean, it's important that we have right thoughts about him, uh, and God has given us his word uh, to reveal himself to us. So theology isn't anything necessarily complex or scary. Uh, It's simply what we know to be true about God based upon his word. Um, You know, C.S. Lewis uh, said this about theology, that if you do not listen to theology, that does not mean that you will have no ideas about God. Uh, it just means that you'll have a lot of wrong ideas, bad, muddled, or out-of-date ideas. Uh, and so I think it's vital for followers of Christ to know uh, who God is, to, to study His Word, uh, and to be able to kind of put those things together to understand Him well. Man, that's some really, really great thoughts. We've talked about that on the show quite often. Uh, theology, what you know, the studying of God, what you know about God, what you believe about God, and it really impacts your life on a daily basis. And so, can you speak to how does theology really, or maybe give us maybe some examples? You know, when theology is good, how that impacts your life, or when theology is bad, how might that be a detriment to you? Yeah, I mean, just to you know, another quotation: A. W. Tozer in the beginning of his little book called "The Knowledge of the Holy" uh, said that what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. I think the reason why he said that uh, is because the view that we have of God is going to translate into every single thing that we do. 
Um, that theology is not something that's just kind of a category in our brain that doesn't relate to life. It relates to everything. Uh, so you apply it to marriage. Um, and if we believe what Ephesians 5 says, that uh, marriage is a picture of Christ in the church, uh, Paul was not just pulling for some sort of illustration or example to kind of help you know, people who are struggling in marriage to get along, uh, but rather he turns the whole table around. Uh, and he says that what we find in marriage is a parable, it's a portrait of this greater reality of Christ in the church. And so if we have a right understanding of who Jesus Christ is, that he has come to lay down his life for his bride, uh, then husbands are given uh, wisdom and are given strength and are given a motivation and a model uh, of how to lay down their life for their wife. There is you know, a difficulty in doing that and maybe even bitterness in their heart, as they allow the cross of Christ to crucify them, this belief in the gospel, it enables them uh, to act out Christ's role in the marriage. And the same for the wife. If she has an understanding of the church submitting to Christ, then she's able to do that for um, her marriage, in her marriage, to her husband. Uh, maybe not because the husband always deserves it, uh, but for the sake of Christ and for the sake of portraying that picture of the church. So that would be one example, and you can carry that throughout. Uh, a number of different areas of life. Man, that's some really, really great thoughts. That's a great example, actually, the Ephesians 5 marriage example. I, re I really appreciate you bringing that one up. And so, you know, in the blog, you talked, uh, you talked about the idea of just theology is not just for the theologian. The, uh, understanding God is not just uh, for the academic or the scholar. And so kind of unpack that a little bit. W what do you mean by that? And how can the person, the average person, really begin to study and know more about God? Yeah, I mean, so in... Psalm 111, verse 2, says, Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Um, you know, what we love, what we're passionate about, it's not hard for us to study. Right? Right. The person who loves playing baseball and loves the history of the game uh, can watch Ken Burns' you know, nine lengthy uh, documentaries. They're not going to get bored. They're not going to get tired. And along the way, they're going to begin memorizing all these different dates and details and facts and figures about the game that they love. And so it is with those who love the Lord uh, that we study these great things of God because we're passionate about them. I think most of the trouble often for those who are not interested uh, in theology is because they think of it as a study or a discipline or an academic endeavor instead of remembering that this is what we love to do because we love the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's the beginning place, that if we love God, then we want to get to know Him for who He is. And if we're honest with ourselves, when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, we bring in a lot of wrong conceptions about who God is, uh, that He has to renew our mind along the way. And I mean, God doesn't want us just to worship Him. He wants us to worship Him in spirit and in truth, uh, which means that along the way we realize okay, the way that I thought about God, the way that I responded to God, uh, was actually wrong in some ways. I need to mm. repent of that and to continue to grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord. Man, that's some really, really, uh, really, really great stuff. Man, I, I, I don't know how many times over and over again I feel like I have uh, been praising God for the wrong thing, and I think to myself, that actually, that actually is not how God is. I, I've had a wrong view of God. So you know, I've even heard people say things like, it doesn't matter what you think as long as you're worshiping, and I hear you saying something uh, something different in that we want to worship God, but we want to worship Him in spirit and in truth. We want to know who He actually is and honor Him in light of what we know about Him to be true. Yeah. It's a really, really Yeah, great. I mean, I mean, think about in Exodus 32, right? 
I mean, you have Moses who's gone up to the, the, the mountain with the Lord, and while he is away, uh, the people decide we're going to worship God. Right? They're worshiping God, but they're doing so in the ways that they knew in Egypt. And so, you know, out pops this golden calf from the flames, and they worship that golden calf. They're worshiping Yahweh, but they're doing it in the wrong way. And of mm-hmm. course, I mean, the devastation that that brings as they're worshiping God wrongly is, is a warning to each of us that we can be sincere in our worship, but we can be wrong if we're not worshiping God according to the way he's revealed himself in Scripture. David, that's some incredible insight and really great thoughts, simple thoughts, but I think really profound if people will listen to that and really embrace that. Uh, Tell us any resources, the average person who's listening to this, maybe a a high school student, college student, or maybe, uh, you know, just a, you know, he's a businessman who's driving home listening to this. Uh, What what would you say to him if he's someone in that scenario says, man, I just want to, I don't really know where to start. I don't really know how to get to know God better. What are some steps they ought to take? Yeah, I mean, I think you begin um, by dwelling on the Word of God and dwelling on the Gospel. You know, so, I mean, God has given us what He wants us to know in in the Scriptures. Um, And so instead of running after a hundred different books to read or something like that, I mean, we ought to be people of one book uh, in the Scriptures. I mean, you read through the Psalms in particular, and you find incredible theology that is passionate. I mean, David is regularly expressing his lament, his sorrow, his anger, his bitterness, of his emotions that we bring, and yet he's reminded of this great God of mercy and grace, and, you know, that's where it begins. Um, so I think it begins with just, okay, we bring our sinful selves to the Lord, uh, we are reminded of what he has done for us at the cross, our heart is filled with joy in the forgiveness that he gives there, and because of that, we want to know more about him, and then we begin with kind of a delight in the Lord, uh, to read through the scriptures to begin to know him. We read through the Gospels, we read through the New Testament, and see who he is. I mean, so for those who are just pressed on time, I would say delight yourself in the Lord and delight yourself in the word of the Lord to know him. Uh, ask the Lord, I mean, pray. Uh, ask him to, to open your eyes to behold the wonder of his law, as Psalm 119 says, but also his gospel and his grace. And, mm-hmm. and so we see that in scripture. Um, and then from there, building out. You know, listening to good expositional preaching, ideally to be in a church where the Word of God is proclaimed uh, regularly, um, so that the person who is in the pulpit is helping to unpack what the truths are there, and not just kind of giving us three points in a poem, uh, but rather diving into, okay, who is this God that has spoken to us, and how does this Word found in, in John or Job or First Corinthians apply to our lives today? Um, and if that isn't available, I mean, there's great uh, expositional sermons online, The Gospel Coalition has great resources there. John Piper's ministry, Tim Keller's ministry, Mark Dever's ministry, uh, different uh, places where you could go and find just healthy expositional preaching that, again, is relating the theology of the Bible, what we believe about God, to our everyday life. So those would be some beginning places. That's some really, really great stuff. We will have uh, a lot of those things linked up on the site, so you can go over to the site, theologyfortherestofus.com, look at the show notes for this episode, and every resource that David has mentioned, we'll make sure we have a link on there and make it easy for you to, to get over to that. David, thank you so much for uh, spending time with us today. Uh, if there's anyone listening to this would, that would love to maybe just, just kind of follow you, whether it be on social media or just want to kind of keep in, uh, you know, keep in touch with anything you're writing, uh, where's the best way for them to check you out? Yeah, I keep up a regular blog at davidschrock.com uh, so they can go and find different things there, just, you know, expositions from Scripture, uh, theology, how it applies to life. Uh, that'd be the easiest way to do that. You can check that out, davidschrock.com. 
it's uh, David and it's Shrock is S C H R O C K dot com. And then we'll yep, actually that's it. and we'll have that linked up at the show notes for the site as well. David, thanks again for spending time. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for investing in, in our audience today. Gladly, Kenneth. Thanks for having me on. And that was my interview with David Schrock. Sure hope that was helpful, insightful, and inspiring to you. Theology is really important because it really does impact the way we live our lives. And so I highly encourage you, head over to our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. Look at the show notes for this episode, episode 68, and check out some of the resources uh, that David mentioned. They'll be listed on there, as well as checking out his personal blog. Again, that will also be linked up on our site. Thanks again for tuning in to Theology for the Rest of Us. If you'd like to connect with me personally, the best way to do that is on Twitter. You can find me at Kenneth Ortiz. It's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. If you have a question that you'd like to have answered on the podcast, just shoot me an email, and I promise we will address it on the podcast. The email is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up the Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm a son!